Oh, he got me laughing. Thank you, coronavirus and Omicron. Welcome back. That's what I was saying. You can't have me laugh, man. I'll start coughing. So, good evening, everyone. We are back. Oh, and Rex is here. Again, reverso is not. Uh, Why isn't he here today? You know what? I uh, think he's under the weather. I don't know. It's good. I'm... <laughs> It can be explained in one word, discharge. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got to quit. I'll never make it. They uh, they brought Biden out this week for his first press conference. And dude, I think it was like eight months. And it was a complete train wreck. And worse than him, and we don't have any Kamala, Kamala, whatever. We don't have any Kamala this evening because... I couldn't handle much Kamala. I watched several clips today, and uh, they probably would have been rich to include. I'm out of breath from hacking. I'm still stuck on discharge. Dis- yeah, me too. So, uh, whew, man, we're going to start out with this is uh, Newsmax at the press conference. So this is one of the first times he's taken questions in a long time. And he, he started out mediocre they had them boosted on Adderall or whatever it is they use and uh I mean we don't have enough time in one show to use all the clips of his pauses and stumbles it was just it was horrendous and again as always I know this isn't earth shattering but I know a lot of people have also we're a year in like so today is the one year anniversary of his inauguration and so the leftist media is even turning on him hardcore. Like, every network, they're starting to give that uh, Guthrie woman. Yeah, Savannah Guthrie. Yeah, she was, her and Kamala Harris, it got really testy. And with Kamala Harris, this is her third, so second working on the third reboot for her. Yeah. And so it's funny watching her with Savannah Guthrie try to suppress the the steaming pile of crap that she is. Like, yeah. you can't change so to say a tiger can't change his stripe, and a, a piece of shit is always going to stink. But it's it's also funny watching Savannah Guthrie and CNN try and, try and act like they're not completely biased. Yes. Like, you idiots are the reason. If, if, this, if this moron got elected, if that was legitimate, which I don't believe it was, but if, if that guy got elected le- legitimately... Mm-hmm. You guys flacked for him for a solid year mm-hmm. while he sat in his basement and didn't campaign. Mm-hmm. He didn't do he didn't do press conferences. He didn't do rallies. So now that you're coming out, now that you you for all intents and purposes got this idiot elected, mm-hmm. and now you want to play like you're you're Objective. not complete. Yeah, like yeah, like you have some form of objectivity. Mm-hmm. So everybody remember. I would just like everybody to remember because everybody seems to have such a short memory when it comes to things like this. Yeah, You people are completely biased. You're the reason that this moron's in office. But they're not holding up their end of the bargain. And number one, it didn't matter who it was as long as obviously it wasn't Donald Trump. But his end of the bargain was stopping. Like, I think to some degree, the corrupt media still believed that this idiot could, could fix COVID and whatever other problems they thought needed to be fixed, mainly... He could be not Donald Trump. The problem is, when I say he's not holding up his end of the bargain, we're, and we're going to get into it tonight somewhat in depth, the numbers, dude, the, 
it's about to be a tidal wave. It's, they're about to flush Congress, and and the Republicans are going to have the majority, and, and the whole media apparatus knows it, and they're not happy about it because, you, yeah, you hid in your basement, and now you're they're trying to hide him and her now. It's just not working. Like So, yeah, y'all got somebody completely incapable, inept, and corrupt, but he's so... He's so far gone, but he was the the thing is, and I, I was showing some coworkers today, just some some, some of the old footage we've covered covered here, and some that we haven't of his perpetual, constant, lifelong lies and pandering. It's, he's always been a fraud. This dude, he in his on his best day, he 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 couldn't have really done any better than this overall, and the media maybe I mean, maybe they didn't know that. I don't know. But here he is being questioned by a guy at Newsmax with a real objective question, and he has a great answer. Yes. Thank you very much for this honor. James Rosen with Newsmax. I'd like to, um, I'd like to raise a delicate subject, uh, but with utmost respect for your life accomplishments and the high office you hold. A poll released this morning by Politico Morning Consult found... 49% of registered voters... Can, can you pause that for a second? Disagree. The guy holding the microphone works for the administration. He looks none too happy to be holding the microphone right now because yeah. like, he obviously knows what's coming, plus yeah. it being a Newsmax reporter. But, yeah, your lifelong accomplishment, you can flush that comment down the toilet. Where well, it and, and that's the thing. Like, this guy's trying to be respectful. Yeah. You know, for your lifelong accomplishments, which are absolutely nothing, right. and the office that you stole, like yeah, it, it, not Amen not the office that. that you hold. It's it's the one yeah. that you stole. Amen. So. But but notice the decorum that objective journals journalists do have. But um, if you were to to contrast this guy's behavior with say Jim Acosta, they would never be that respect. They would never have the decorum to preface. The, yeah, they never showed that kind of level of respect when nope. when Trump was given any kind of a press yeah, conference. Absolutely not. Anyways, I'm sorry. Continue, please agreeing with the statement Joe Biden is mentally fit not even a majority of Democrats (laughs) I gotta pause at the end did you see the guy holding the microphone did you see him cut his eyes up let me me see it again let's go back when he starts talking about his mental watch him cut his eyes I see his eyes look large right there okay oh yeah watch this watch this Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, with the statement, Joe Biden is mentally fit. Uh, Not even a majority of Democrats who responded uh, strongly affirmed that statement. Well, let you all make the judgment whether they're correct. Well, so the question I have for you, sir, if you'd let me finish, is why do you suppose such large segments of the American electorate have come to harbor such profound concerns about your cognitive fitness. Thank you. I have no idea. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Brandon has no idea. No, Brandon has has no idea why people might think that. It's uh, not because, you know, I poop my pants or my butt's been wiped. Or, yeah, it's like, all this. I'm, oh, I'm sure he said I poop my pants. Like, yeah, I can guarantee you he said that plenty of times. It's just, it's, it's not even the dog face pony soldier or yeah. you know the corn pop stories <laughs> or, or maybe the complete brain freezes, dude. Yeah, from all the ice cream. The, the, no, weird, the ice cream helps him with his dementia. The That's weird whispering. Dude. I, 
it's it's none uh, of it's none of that stuff. Yeah. So he has he has absolutely no idea. Oh wait, did you just say whispering? Yeah. And the whisperer is back. It's uh, funny you mentioned that. Well, I put in perspective the question you asked. Very few schools are closing. Over ninety-five percent are still open. So you all phrase. Say, and he was going on to talk about the way they phrase questions. It's if it's unfair the way the media is treating him. Come really? on, man. Are you kidding me right now? Come on, man. And so, moving on, uh, this week will be one year that we've been doing Common Man's Common Sense. And like I've said so many times that we had changes coming about at the one-year mark. And so, we've wanted to change the name. And uh, some people may not like our new name. Um, I ran it by a few people. It was kind of a mixed reaction. And until somebody calls in and gives us something better, it is going to be blue collar blacklisted. And the reason behind it is blue collar blacklisted. Um, so, there, and on the more mundane side of things, typing common man's common sense in is not for like people complain that it was hard to, to type. So, this probably won't be any easier in that regard. I don't know. <laughs> so we made it more difficult. No, I think it's I think it's easier, actually. It was the uh it was the two M's in the middle. <laughs> was, I mean, there's too many vowels in there. And so obviously I one of the things, honestly, with me is like I, I uh to give people a little bit of uh insight into our show, uh I was asked to do this a, a year ago by some friends and I didn't want to do it. Um why not? Uh, I mean, believe it or not, I'm I'm somewhat of an, uh, an introvert. Um, I'm. Uh, it's hard to explain. I just I don't know. I, I it was just something I didn't want to do, um, and so I kind of arbitrarily just picked that name. I mean, it just kind of popped in my head. So uh, Buford, our executive producer, who paid for all of this, um, was kind of breathing down my neck to, to, to get the show on the road and, and give this a shot. So my intention was to do maybe two or three and he would forget about it. And then I would move on with my life. And obviously it didn't work out that way. It's, it's been a pleasure and a huge thank you to you for allowing us to do this and, and buying this equipment and, uh, and doing this once a week, every week for an entire year. I so, enjoy it. It's been fun. So that, that's why that uh, I've never liked the name. And to me, the name feels pretentious. It's like, oh, you know, common man's common sense. Like I've got common sense because I really don't have common sense. I don't think that highly of myself. Um, and I think that the new name would kind of encompass the, the people here. And I think in large part, it represents the more importantly, the people that listen, uh, who we cherish and value and appreciate. And so it's I'd like it to sound like it would be less about us and more about all of us. Uh, so there's that. And well, uh, I can, sorry to interrupt, but I can add to the black listed because from my personal email, I try to send something to the info at common man's common sense today and it was blocked. Yeah. So yeah, what I, and obviously we're, we're pulled down on many platforms just because of the, the content and it's also, you know, an, an, an ode to the, the inability to, to put, what you want, where you want, when you want, how you want, and the the attack on free speech, and that even, you know, that that's not just extended to, to people in certain spheres of the population. It's, it includes everybody. It includes you and it includes us. And with this platform, we're able pretty much with just this platform to say everything we want to say with 
with no problem. So, and knock on. For now. Knock on cherry. Knock on some ebony top cherry. <laughs> what is this? Something like that. Oh, that's <laughs> rare imported African wood. I know that that Buford got this thing at, <coughs> pardon me, I'm getting choked up just talking about the expensiveness of this table. Yeah. It came from some kind of a high-end auction. I want to say that this was probably in Jeffrey Epstein's house. It did actually <laughs> come from an auction. It's exquisite. So That's why it was so painful drilling the holes into the middle of it for the mics. Yeah, but you got a good deal. I did. I don't buy anything unless it's a good, good deal on it. So, yeah, there, there's that. And one thing that I, I'm really hoping for, for our one-year anniversary, like I said, this, um, I get a lot of feedback personally um, from, from listeners. And this is our show, ours and yours. I mean, if you're a, a long time or even a new listener, but we have a very a, a growing and, and relatively large core group of people that always listen when we look at our numbers and um, I can't say enough. What we, if, if you guys weren't listening, we, we would have stopped doing this a long time ago. And so my hope is that next week, if you listen throughout the last year, you like the show, you hate the show, you appreciate it. Like you have an ax to grind. You got something to get off your chest with any of these issues, whatever goes on next week. If you want to get on here so that all these other listeners can hear your gripe or your complaint, you don't have to use your name. You can do whatever you want, but I would implore everybody do us a favor if you appreciate our show and, and you've enjoyed it over this last year. We would love for you to call in, and I would I would love for the phones just to blow up. But don't make me look like a chump. So I mean, I could I could use some initials to be clandestine. JC, GB. I mean, I know a lot of people. That like, I know a ton of people that listen to this show. BW, JO. There's a, you know what I'm talking about. You guys can call. Like these are just people that I know. And there's DT, BH. R5, I, I don't know, R2-D2. So anyway, uh, please, like, if, if you have something to say, anything, get it off your chest, call in. Any, like, there's so so many things going on in the news cycle within a week, and if you want to talk about it, it's something that maybe we didn't catch or that you, that you want to talk about, please, by all means, call us up and celebrate our one-year anniversary with us. And uh, they don't have to call the number we have listed. Obviously, if they have your cell phone number, they can call your cell phone number. Yeah, absolutely, and I would hope imagine that it applies to you, uh, you and Rex. So if any of your listeners or people that you know personally, and then if you don't know us, it's uh, 561-363-6060. And obviously, since this isn't recorded live while it's, you know, while we're recording this, it'll be uh, January 28th, which is Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. So what is that in central time? That's 6 to 9? Yeah, 6 to yeah. 9. Central. So 6 to 9 central, 7, 7 to 10, 10 Eastern. p.m. Eastern. And like, if you don't have one of our personal cell phone numbers, 561-363-6060. So, and we have a new uh, uh, intro to go along with our new name. And so one of the things that people were concerned about, and we are pretty confident, when we change the name on Spotify and all these platforms, if you're subscribed, it should just show up as Blue Collar Blacklisted on 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 Spotify. Yeah. So when, when your notification pops up, it'll be the new name. And so there's one guy that, uh, I, I came into contact with at work today. That's a, a long time listener. Um, that he just goes in manually. So if you're subscribed, you'll never miss one. I know this goes without saying people are tired of hearing it all over the, you know, the, the internet, like, Oh, like subscribe. But if you subscribe to it, bang, it automatically pops up. It'll be in your notifications. You'll know that it's there every they, Sunday. Yeah. They post every Sunday. Um, but that's going to be where you find us. It'll be uh, blue collar blacklisted. We'll have to change our website, which 
I don't know exactly what that'll be yet because we may use an acronym to shorten it up to make it easier for people. So we have to find out what's available. We've been wanting to do this for a long time. Like I said, I was never a big fan of the name that we had before. I know that some people liked it, but that's going to be our new name. And our executive producer has compiled a new intro to go along with it. And here it is. So we are regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. Public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Inevitably, my dad's going to hate that introduction. Son, what are they saying? And I'll have to explain <laughs> that they're saying, what are you going to do now that you've been blacklisted? So, <laughs> boom, roasted. Um, and I'll have uh, one more announcement when we close out the show on the outro. So, uh, that'll be really cool, too. In the meantime, we're going to get back to it. And that is on Breitbart. And it's a new poll. And this is going to be a shocker to nobody. 60% deem Joe Biden's first year in office unsuccessful. And... This won't be broke down on any earth-shattering demographics here. So most Americans rate President Joe Biden's, fake President Joe Biden's first year in office, quote, unsuccessful. A Rasmussen report survey released Wednesday revealed the survey asked respondents to gauge Biden's first year, asking how successful has Biden's first year in office been? Overall, 60% deemed Biden's first year in office unsuccessful. And of those, 50% say his first year was very unsuccessful. <laughs> Notably, 84% of Republicans said Biden's first year was unsuccessful, and 69% of independents hold that same sentiment. A majority of Democrats, 68%, deemed Biden's first year a success. Oh, big shocker. Dude, you guys just don't learn. When you look at the other things socially that Democrats fall for, it's no surprise. Like I said before, if you're a Democrat this day and age, if you identify as that, you're a, you're a knucklehead. The survey also asked respondents in America if America has become more united or more divided since Biden became president a major theme in Biden's inaugural speech. A majority, 57%, say the country has become more divided, while 30% say it has remained about the same. Just 12% say it has become more more united since he took office. And that's fair. Uh, I think that... I think they, they've become more united around this guy's a piece of crap. Yeah. Like, the, the Let's Go Brandon stuff didn't take off. I don't have it up because uh, I used to love Ann Coulter, and I still think that Ann Coulter is a brilliant mind. But she was reading some polling about, like, the, the title of her, her piece was that uh, Trump, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, I'm paraphrasing, but that uh, why America's over Trump. And uh, she was trying to break it down, specific demographics on his polling. Which none none of which took into account his ability still, like his rally in Arizona w was absolutely packed, but she's, like so many others, jumping on the DeSantis train. Opinions are sharply divided along party lines yet again, as 78% of Republicans and 58% of independents say the country has become more divided. A plurality of Democrats, 40%, say it has remained about the same. Biden campaigned on a promise to unite America, but 57% of voters say the country has become more divided since he took office. Only 12% think that the country has become more united during Biden's first year as president, while 30% believe it has remained the same. 
The survey taken January 12th through 13th, 2022, among 1,000 U.S. likely voters, has a margin error of plus minus 3%. Wednesday's Real real Clear Politics average on the eve of his first day in office showed his approval rating underwater by 12.4%. Let's see what some of the comments are. They're usually rich on Breitbart. They got some good guys. Let's see if we got any winners. So, quote, poll 60% deemed Joe Biden's first year in office unsuccessful. EOD's comment, that means 40% of the respondents are Democrats, which means 40% of the respondents are communists. <laughs> yeah, EOD won the day. Yeah. Everybody else is a little bit bland. Yeah, that's, I, what I, that's kind of what I wanted to do earlier. I kind of pitched the idea to you to you earlier as far as this is this is the one year anniversary of his of Joe Biden's inauguration, mm-hmm. and I just kind of wanted to compile a list, you know, right off the top of our heads of his epic failures. Oh wow, dude! I mean, because it's I mean, it, it, this, but we are we relegating it to just the last year? Yeah, I, I just yeah we don't want to spend all night on it. We just, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so the, you want to take turns because like I, I have my first one and it's already been discussed. But I, you know, who wants to go first? Well, it's your idea. You want to go first? Uh, I would say the biggest problem would be border crisis. I, you know what? I think the big well, the, my favorite bungle was proudly loudly exclaiming that my butt's been wiped <laughs> on national television. That was my favorite. Yeah, you have one. Just the creepiness, the whispering. Yes, that that is a huge fail. Yeah, I agree with that. What do you? What's next? Uh, I mean, we could go to gas prices. Yeah. Oh, bare inflation, shelves, bare shelves. My uh, Yankee coworker that I talk about on the show with regularity. I, yeah. We're gonna have to make a big dumb Yankee drunk T-shirt. Test, drunk texter. Yeah, he actually is texting me right now. Probably really? drunk. Yes, he is. I have him on Do Not Disturb. So when I open my phone to to get the intro. I saw that he had texted me. So, yeah, that's becoming a recurrent. I mean, Thursday nights must be his thing. Wow. I don't know. But, you know, he, he's actually a pretty good bellwether for, for all things political. And so he, he voted for Trump both times. But he, he'll vote Democrat, Republican, whatever. Like, he's, he's open to whatever. So, um, but, no, he, he was just saying he couldn't get saltine crackers. He couldn't find any this week. He went multiple places, couldn't still find saltines and something else. And... It's funny because, like, I was obviously uh, animated and, and vocal when the election was stolen. And, of course, you know, the election's not stolen. It doesn't work that way. And, you know, the Republicans win and the, the Democrats say it's the end of the world. The Democrats win. The Republicans say it's going to be the end of the world. And I think he's starting to see that that now, like, things are different. And not only is it the paradigm shift, I, I, I think the entire boat, like, it's rocking so hard side to side. And I think that their, their policies are so absolutely, and it, dude, it's plain to see, everybody sees it, even Democrats, even leftist media. Or I don't know that they're necessarily starting to admit it so much as they're unable to avoid talking about it. It's, un, it's, it's undeniable. These policies are absolutely reckless. And, and we're going to get to it in a minute, but the things with the, the voting, the, with the quote-unquote voting rights that we talked about last week, dude, if these things were to pass, which the the the... The corporate media looks at that as a fail. It's an ability to get that passed as a failure, which obviously it's a huge win for America that this, this doesn't happen. But if that that policy would be, I don't understand how they still trust these people to not lead us off a cliff, which is exactly where they're dragging us, kicking and screaming, is is over a cliff. If you pass that, it would be this always and worse. It would drag us straight into to, to socialism, and therefore it's causing communism. Is is the direction you're taking us at a terrible rate? Elizabeth Warren was in the on uh, I think it was CNBC this morning, 
claiming that if Biden, because even there, talking about these terrible numbers, if he wants to pull out of the pull it out of the ditch, what he needs to do is forgive all the federal student loan debt because that really is going to help black and brown people. Like, and that's a pretty good impression of a do say so myself. <laughs> um, which leads me to the other guy. Uh, what are the statistics? Black and brown people with, with federal student, student loans. Debt. Yeah. I don't know. I I would say that one of the things that she had said, doing something we asked them to do through no fault of their own. Whose fault is it? That's what I'm saying. Like, in part of my language, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, dude, I didn't go to college. Rex didn't go to college. Reverso. I went, but I didn't finish. I went for a little bit, and I never pulled a loan. Reverso, if he went to college, golly, Bill, dude, where'd you go to college? <laughs> <laughs> talking about forgiving student loan debt to, to, to pull these numbers out of the ditch. Because yeah, it's no it. fault of their own that these that these students decided to go to college and get student loans. It was somebody else's fault. Well, on a side note, man, I, I think that it, and I'm at least a little bit borrowing from Mike Rowe's mentality and what he says. I, they've, they've created a system, and there, there's multiple levels to it. They've created a system to incentivize going to college and going into debt so they can indoctrinate you while you're there. And that's one reason you see a, a, a grotesque lack of trade skill, people getting into the trades. And Well, I don't even know that it's just that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does put you in debt. But here's the thing, too, with being in debt. So you've, you've spent all this money to, to go to school to get this job that they promise is going to make you tons of money, but it's put you in debt to get there. So when something like a vaccine mandate comes along, you're tied to a job because you have tons of debt. Like yeah. you're saddled with debt and what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and mean, and to me, that's why a lot of these people comply. I've heard people say that, that, you know, man, I just, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so's, you know, they're, they've, they've studied a lot for, for this and they've gone to school to do this or that. And, and, and now, you know, they, they've got this job and their job requires them to get a, to get a vaccine. And guess what? I, they're over a barrel. And, it, it yeah, and you have, you've put yourself over a barrel. That whole debtor, you know, the debtor is always slave to the lender. And and that, I mean, by proxy puts you slave to that job. Yeah. And I, well, so we, we discussed this at that time. Because uh, there was a specific individual we were making reference to. But when, when the mandate stuff first started to come around, that's like you said, I, I can't really say it much better than that, but... Even if it's not student loan debt, I mean the the um, I don't want to call it the the phenomenon of American excess because it's not a it's not a foundational principle of Americanism to live in a mountain of debt. Americans were supposed to be free, and part of being truly free is not owing a ton of money. So when you look around at the type of construction they do, for an example, four thousand square foot house is the standard now. Like it was not for our parents, and it certainly wasn't for our grandparents. And people think that. I have to have this. I have to have two new automobiles. I have to have the latest in whatever fashion is, computers, TVs, these humongous TVs. And I don't want to get on this side tirade. I've talked about this quite a bit on the show in the past. But when you're living under under a mountain of debt, basically enslaved by material possessions, and as Dave Ramsey says, to oppress people you don't like with money you don't have or some derivative thereof. I haven't listened to him in a long time. But, um, and it, but it's true you're and you that's not that's not true freedom but and at what point should we also forgive that debt you know what i mean to to get this guy's poll numbers up and get people to vote because all it was is you want to get people to vote for you 
Like, because they see the impending doom of the midterms, they know it's going to be a bloodbath. And in fact, when they made reference to it, she repeatedly told them to bite their tongues, Elizabeth Warren did, yeah. on MSNBC or CNBC, whatever it was. They're all the same. I'd have to say CNN's kind of a cut above the rest as far as their how blatant their um, ability to be objective is, how biased and how much of a, a pure propagandist they are. We'll have them up here just shortly, but... Back to the, the theme of the show, trying to move this thing along a little more smoothly uh, and stop my uh, incoherent ramblings. This is after... So one of the things that, that Biden had said was Putin's going to go into Ukraine and he's going to do what he's going to do and maybe he can take a small piece and we won't do anything. It's, 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 it's bonkers. So then he also said some things about the election in 2022 not being legitimate if they didn't pass the uh, Voting Rights Act, yeah. the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. So, Which this, the thing is, too, like, we need to all give a slow clap to Joe Manchin. Like, that guy's been, that guy's been, he's went against the grain more than I believe most Republicans would do I, given I, the same opportunity. I agree with the, the last part of your statement, but I, I, I find it hesitant to applaud any Democrat because, not. I mean, and yeah, cool. I, I appreciate it. I don't trust him, dude. Like, I just, I don't trust none of them. Like, I'm not saying I trust the guy. Yeah. But I'm saying we'd be in a lot worse shape I, if I'll, it weren't for if, him. If, 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 if we, he weren't going against the grain, we would probably have the voting rights. Right, I, and, and, and I, I agree. probably destroy the filibuster. I agree. I just don't know that this show, the fat lady hasn't sung yet is, is, is why I'm hesitant yeah. to, so hey, when we get past the 22 midterms, man, I'll slow clap him then. Absolutely. We ain't like, all I'm saying is we haven't got there yet. And like letting your guard down and, and, and not having your hackles up, dude, the, Joe Manchin, the Republicans, the Democrats, nobody in Congress outside of the very, very select few America First candidates has given me reason to even trust him anymore, man. Like, I'm not going to be the beaten wife we've made reference to before. I'm not going to freaking let you freaking hit me and say, hey, thank you, sir. Can I have another? Man, damn that, dude. And how many, how many, and I don't know the totality of Joe Manchin's voting record, but I would wager to believe he's not pro. Actually, I think he might be pro-life. So I'll, I'll, I'll hold, I'll reserve my thoughts on, on that issue. But you're in the party of baby killers, number one. Yeah. And I know that cinema, the other one that's holding it up, isn't she's doing it on the, the principle of the filibuster and not the legislation itself. And I know that she's a pro-abortion sack of crap. Again, so she doesn't deserve applause either. You're not trustworthy. So once we get past 2022, yeah, I'd agree then. But I, I, I'm just not there yet because I, I, don't, I don't trust that this is going to go as smoothly as it looks like it, it, it could. Yeah. And I hope that it does. I, I'd love. I hope I'm wrong, and I probably am because I'm in the automotive field. I don't know. Like, uh, anyway. But do you think, given the same opportunity, I would say there's one right off the top of my head that would go against the grain as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Well, that, she, that would vote across party lines on something like that. But as far as the the rest of the Republicans, which I'm with you, I don't trust any of them either. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're all garbage. I. I I'm, I've said it plenty of times. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. Like, I'm a conservative. Mm -hmm. Like, we're Christian. I'm a, I'm a conservative Christian, so that's the way uh, my my voting lines up. So yeah. if it happens to align with a Republican, then so be it. But as far as identifying with one of those, like, they're garbage. Mm -hmm. But those people are all going to follow suit. They're going to vote with their party no matter what. So 
And that's why I just wanted to kind of give kudos to that guy because he actually is going against the grain. And, and it and, has and the then, appearances that he's going to continue to do that yeah. because he did some grandstanding. So at this point, he seems like he's ultimately committed to it. But I just I can never trust a Democrat, dude. I've been raised to never yeah. touch a Demo- to trust a Democrat. I mean, that's that's the guy's honest truth, dude. Like yeah. I've been raised that way by my father. He's like, I don't trust none of you, some biz dude. Like, oh <laughs> no. But so here she all that to say, here she is, and she's she's having and this is one of the cool things uh about this idiot's job. She has to make excuses. I wish that somebody would ask her what he meant when he said, "Has my, you know, my butt's been wiped. But she has to make excuses for every dumbass thing that flies out of this moron's mouth. And here she is doing it again. But now there's a lot of, it's, ha- it's occurring with a lot of frequency right now because he did one, one press conference with questions, just one. And so Kamala Harris is in the news cycle having to do the same thing that Jen Psaki is doing right now, which is answer for the stupid things that fly out of the moron's mouth. And it's fun to watch. The president's intention was not to cast out on the upcoming midterms. But when a reporter followed up, the president said to him, I'm not saying it's going to be legit. The increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in direct proportion to us not being able to get these reforms passed. So yes or no, does the president believe if all remains as it is right now, that the elections this fall will be legitimate? He's, but yes, but what he is, what the point he was making is that as recently as 2020, as we know, the former president was trying to uh, work with local officials to overturn the vote count and not have ballots counted. And we have to be very eyes wide open about that and clear eyed that that is the intention potentially of him and certainly of, of members of his party. And so it's really a trick question because he got you into a bad spot. So unless you pass your legislation, the ability to cheat exists. Because, of course, Donald Trump. Like, no. Was it legit or not? Because for it to be legit now, it has... And we could do this until the cows come home unless you had true election reform with voter ID laws. That's the only thing that'll solve it, and that's exactly what they don't want. And that's what their legislation would absolutely, without a doubt, prevent... And it would give them federal control over individual states, which is unconstitutional. It's anti-American, and it's antithetical to the way the country was founded to have the federal government control state elections. Yes. That's what they want because that gives them the ability to cheat. And so how they're trying to sell this and how Kamala and everybody's trying to sell this in the news cycle is that people in wheelchairs, single moms, they they can't go stand in line. They, they need these ballot boxes. Really? Like... How'd you do it before? Like you may, how many other things that like you have to go to your job? Like how many other things that are inconvenient? Like you talked about the, the, they constantly drone on about the sanctity of the vote to protect the vote. Yeah. Then you go here where it's in a locked box under 24 seven supervision by officials that are trained in this process your alternative to ensure election and quote unquote integrity is to put a box out here and anybody can come up here any hour of the night and dump in multiple ballots that they've harvested, which they, which they also want to allow that I can go collect whoever's vote, no matter if I coerce them, which is what happens, coerce them how to, to do it or fill it out myself and stuck it in the box because that's what's happening and that's what they want. That's their version, cheat by mail. To explain to the people that, that 
in, in layman's term that listen to this that don't maybe follow this as closely, which is one of the reasons we're here. That that's what they're doing. That's what this means, and that's 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 one of the primary components to the legislation. How it how it would manifest itself and how it would work to their benefit is that they would have ballot boxes in every in every county in every state, and they they could acclimate and adjust the level of cheating as they as they see fit and how they need it. So they could easily play with those numbers, and and make it look however they want, no matter how it was districted, anything. So it's kind of like the teacher letting you take home your test and turn it in the next day at school. Exactly like that. And how, I mean, and, and I always try to, to think in, in their mindset, especially with their voters, like how could the people that fall for this believe that this issue or that issue, how could they really believe in this and get behind it? What do they make themselves think? And, and I can figure it out sometimes which they've gotten so crazy it's 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 kind of hard to do anymore but some of these things like okay i see how they coerce them into thinking this way because they made them believe x y and z prior to this and they're the way they're doing that with this is saying that voter id laws hurt minorities they hurt black and brown people well when, when a real journalist goes in to chicago in a in a all-black neighborhood and starts asking them do you have id like yeah i've got id like these and and they kind of pose it the way the Democrats do. Those people are offended and they feel slighted that people will suggest they're too stupid to get ID. That and and so that's what the Democrats are doing. They they suggest that these people are so stupid and so helpless. Oh, they can't get here. This is an advantage for white people because minorities can't get here. They don't say Asian minorities. Black and brown is what they say. Black and brown like the people they pander to 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 get the because they count on those and they feel that they're the easiest to pander to because all indications to me prove that you people think that that demographic that you're doing that to is unintelligent. That's why you're saying it. And that's why you're targeting them. Can anybody foam in an argument to the, to the contrary? No, you're calling black people stupid. And just by default with everything you do, the true racist is you and what you're saying. And that's what you, Oh, it's the John Lewis voting act. Oh, because he was involved in the civil rights and became a stereotypical grifting politician that lived in a far higher class than the people they represented. They never moved anywhere. John Lewis did nothing to advance black America, yet they champ- white liberals champion his name as if he did. Nobody can outline what he did for black America, but we're going to name this after him and virtue signal, and if you don't like it, you're racist. So what is the John Lewis Voting Act? What we're describing. Like vote by eight, what they call HR one. I think that's the moniker they gave to it. Now, you know how they do. Yeah. And so, and and that's how they package that. If you don't like it, you don't like John Lewis, and you're a racist. No, this is stupid. This is cheating. We don't need what we've already seen. People taking backpack fools. Well, like you said, I mean, it, I, I I can follow along. I can see how they pitch certain ideas and how they could coerce somebody to believe that those ideas are good. <laughs> But how can you pitch this with the ballot boxes and things like that and convince people that this is going to be more secure? It's not possible. And, and but that's the thing. The Democrat voter now doesn't care. The ends justify the means. And that's the Democrats at our level of society, and I don't run into that many anymore, but the ones that I've conversed with over the years, they look at politics as if it's a football game as long as we win. And, like, it's to them, again, it's a game. 
and they don't care. Like they, and yeah, it's a game, and the end result is communism. What, what I mean, that's that's the direction yeah. it's going. There's uh, there's two listeners that will if they'll 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 know when they hear who I'm talking about. So there was a guy, a shop that I interacted with at my job for years, hardcore Democrat, older guy. He's retired now. He would use the end bomb somewhat with regularity. And in the primaries, he referred to Obama as that. He liked Hillary Clinton in 2008. When Barack Obama got the nomination, boom, he's all on board. Like, no more inward about that guy. Uh, hated the gay agenda. And uh, remembered Barack Obama campaigned on traditional marriage and then changed, so did Hillary Clinton. And so I was like, hey, well, what about this, dude? And he still, all he did would divert and point to what Republicans do. And every time that the Obama administration would do something that was completely antithetical to what he professed to believe and said they wouldn't do, they would do it. And then he would do mental gymnastics to convince himself that it's a good thing. That's one reason they're able, like Democrat voters aren't like what you described earlier. I don't identify as Republican. I tend to vote Republican, but that's starting to change too. Like I'm going to start more abstaining than anything. Like, Dude, if, if you're giving me a non-America first candidate, I'm just going to abstain. You're not going to continue to get my vote with, with words. Your voting record and action and real rhetoric that manifests itself into the way you behave, that, that'll do it. We, we've got a rep that does not have my vote anymore. Just, you, you sold us out on, on January 6th. You'll never get my vote again. And that's that. So do you think that, like what you said earlier, your father told you and taught you at a young age to never trust a Democrat. Do you think the Democrats are like that at a young age? They teach their children, never trust a Republican, no matter what. You always have to be Democrat. We have to do this. We have to push this. You know, government is good. We have to rely on the government. The government will always provide for you. No, no, I don't think that. I don't think that at all. I, I think that the first part of that statement is potentially and probably accurate. I think that they, they raised them to be Democrats, sure. But the Democrats of the 50s and 60s aren't the Democrats of today. The Democrat Party has taken a, a grotesque turn for the worse. It's been completely manipulated, overtaken, and infiltrated by communists. And yes. so I don't think, I know. And, and that's what the problem. I, I kind of, um, the, the stupid redneck at my job that loves NASCAR, no matter what, uh, you know, the NASCARs went woke, and he doesn't seem to understand. And so, dude, they don't want you as a fan. They've left you behind, and you're too stupid to realize that you bitch about everything that they've done. They don't want you, dude. They hate your kind, yet you keep going back. Again, thank you, sir. Can I have another? You never learned your lesson. You're still buying tickets. You're still doing everything. Oh, yeah, well, uh, such and such had the rebel flag. It doesn't matter. They don't want that there, dude. It's not taboo, but they've already told you to, to leave it at home. Yet you still can't, which I don't care either way about the rebel flag, but you do. You know what I mean? You keep going back. It's the same with the Democrat that I just described. Our listeners know who I'm talking about. They left you behind, yet you still kept pushing the button for them because the media had the ability to continue to manipulate you that the other side was so bad. You're looking at the... Don't believe your lying eyes. You're seeing all this stuff fall apart. You're seeing them do these things that you disagree with. You Like, the guy disagreed with abortion. And again, the same place, there was another individual there, a very nice fellow, a black dude, very nice guy, never cursed, never anything. And one of his things, I do, I, I'm a Christian, but I am a Democrat. And so I asked him, I said, dude, how do you reconcile the, the foundational principle of the Democrat Party to slaughter unborn children and, and even black children at a far more, a far higher disproportionate rate than white children? 
well, you're not going to agree with everything that every politician does. As a Christian, that's not important to you? And that, that's how, again, that's how potent their brainwashing is. And like I said before, when we were talking about Donald Trump, the people that were upset that he said uh, pro-vaccine statements, these people are up in arms. Dude, I'm, in my heart, I'm reserved to the fact that I'm not getting that. It's fine. The same as Second Amendment issues. I'm fine with whatever y'all do because certain things ain't up for debate. And whatever ultimate end becomes of whatever situation, once it's reserved in your heart, hey, man, that, that's set in stone. It's whatever. Like, I'm prepared for X, Y, and Z in this issue. It's not a problem. Like, it's settled. So I, I'm doing what I've always done. I'm doing... My yeah, life. you have to make the decision before the time comes. Right. Yeah. This decision and was... And if you want to legislate me into being a criminal, then I'll, be I'll a, just be that criminal. I, exactly. Yeah. And so, like all those issues, I'm not getting the vaccine, and it's not to be rebellious and indignant, like, I'm not doing that because X, Y, and Z. And I, I have my own beliefs in that regard, and everybody knows what they are. But early on, like, yeah, dude, I think I'm all set. To, to go back, when Donald Trump was saying those things... It doesn't. It doesn't bother me now. If Donald Trump started saying pro-abortion things, we would absolutely have a problem. My loyalty doesn't extend pe- over that barrier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's part of who I am, and, it, and it's not going to change. And th- there's other issues. No, man, you lost me on that. Yeah. Like I'm done. But Democrats don't have that. Some some Democrats do, but but it's it's not on. In my estimation and my observation, it doesn't necessarily seem to be issues of morality. Because, dude, plenty of quote-unquote Christian people have been voting Democrat forever. And, and I know some people that switch camps for to, to vote for Trump. You know, that, well, you know, uh, I believe this, I believe that. How do you how do you pull the lever for a Democrat and say that? It, I, it, how do you reconcile this in your mind? It's not acceptable, dude. Because um, you're, you're backing people. And, and, and I can go on and on and on. I'm, I'm rambling. I don't even know how on earth we got here. But uh, we did. So that is Jin Saki trying to make the excuses for the, the voting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of that, this is a really rich one. And so for the people that don't know, uh, uh, Hugo Chavez, um, speaking of a coup, like a real coup, uh, that's how he, no, he attempted one, if I'm not mistaken, late 80s, early 90s, however it was. Hugo Chavez was behind a coup d'etat, was he not? And he got imprisoned for it, got out, and then, and this is my, I'm going to insert some of my opinion here because the, the, the percentage, and I haven't read it on Hugo Chavez in some time, he's dead. He was the leader of Venezuela for roughly 15 years, but the percentage he would win re-election by didn't really, it, he was, they were stealing elections. I want to say that he was the one that kind of perfected this. And so, and it's, Venezuela was everything the Democrats are trying to sell you people right now. That's how Hugo Chavez came into power, and it was good for just a year or two. Until oh, yeah, all- I remember them, I mean, being on the news mm-hmm. years back, talking about how, um, you know, how, how good it was in Venezuela, how they were prospering mm-hmm. in Venezuela, and how, how socialism worked. And like, this is, Chile yeah, didn't. Yeah, it was their poster child. It and, was, And what was the difference between the good times and the bad times? Did Hugo Chavez participate in the bad times? Absolutely not. He stayed high on the hog, dude. It was people like us that weren't so freaking happy. And so, yeah, he was a communist scumbag sack of garbage. And uh, 
rest his soul in hell. So this is on Gateway, well, Gateway Pundit's the one hosting the video. Democrat Rep. Hakeem Jeffries slips, admits Democrats' federal elections takeover bill is inspired by Venezuelan socialist Hugo Chavez. I call him a communist. We're inspired Hugo Chavez, Cesar Chavez. We're, we're inspired by all of these <laughs> Wait, Wait, what leaders. was that again? Because it, it, it seems we're inspired like... inspired Hugo Chavez, Cesar Chavez. We're, we're inspired by all of yeah it's inspired by leaders. hugo chavez and then he tried to change it to caesar chavez or he was just saying both but either way so when the people are, are, are saying that uh and this doesn't really happen so much anymore and I've, I've made reference to it before in the obama years like uh they had said that the people calling obama a socialist were basically oh socialist is the new n-word because obviously everything's racist blah 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 blah, blah. um yeah what do you make of that are we still crazy well, the thing is, like, yes, when people were calling Obama socialist back then, which I believe he was, like, he was the pre-runner to, to what we got now. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of taboo to say that. But now, because socialism was this, it was something that happened far off. It wasn't something that happened in America. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, you, you only had crazies back then that would claim to be socialist. I mean, yeah. you would have, like, Bernie. Mm-hmm. And now you've got people that are outright like they love it. Yeah. Like this is this is what we campaign on now, and they may not come out and say they're socialist, but the way they campaign, I'm this the entitlement programs and things like that, and this debt forgiveness, and we're gonna we're gonna print more money, and uh, like those are socialist ideals. Like yes. those those aren't things that are that are capitalist. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like uh, making your own way. You work hard. You make your own way. You don't rely on the government for anything, but... Wait, uh, so you don't want Elizabeth Warren's help in your personal financial life? No. Do you... you and that's what, when somebody said that, uh, the other day that the government was now going to be giving out tests, COVID mm-hmm. tests. They were going to send you tests if you need them because people can't find them on the shelves. And, I wonder why. Yeah, so... And the thing is, like, don't want it. I don't want anything from you. I don't want your test. I, yeah. I don't. I don't need anything from you. I've never asked anything of the government because I don't want. I all I want is what I've said all along is to be left alone. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of me and mine, and you guys just leave the rest of us alone. I would I potentially do. like to use the government sent test as a scrotum cleanser and then return it to the government. <laughs> well, I had somebody today ask me if I was getting the five hundred dollars per child, and I said. What are you talking about? I didn't. I didn't know what they were talking about. Five hundred COVID money or something. Five hundred dollars. They've per been. Child? They've been doing it. I don't know what the amount is. I don't know that it's five hundred, but it was. It, but the thing, the misconception is, is that it was like more of that quote unquote free money. It's an advance on your. It's a. It's a, an advance on the child income tax credit for your taxes. So you your income tax will be less or non-existent if you were receiving that. And so up next is the perfect example of what we described the John Lewis Voting Act to be. And this is... Um, uh, I'm sorry to derail that again. I asked you earlier what the John Lewis Voting Act was, and you said it was what we're describing. But, I mean, like, what is it? Like, is there bullet points? Okay, John Lewis Voting Act is... Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, I mean, but, but the basic premise of it is, because I'm not familiar with their bullet points because it's stupid and they're more on Democrats, but it entails ballot harvesting federalized elections is what it what it entails so um okay. and so basically the things that 
the states were able to do to circumvent circumvent the regular voting rules under the guise of COVID, legally or illegally in most instances, they're, they'll basically be creating provisions to where they can do that legally and definitely from the federal level is what it means. Okay, because and, what happens is a lot of people will hear this on the news or on the radio or on this or that, John Lewis voting, John Lewis voting, and sometimes they'll wonder what exactly is that without it being, you know, they may hear this big, this big description of what it is, but just quickly, what is, okay, it's this yeah. and this. Okay. Yes. All right, makes sense. And there, there's more nuanced things to it, but that that's that's the um, <laughs> that's the blue-collar blacklisted breakdown. There you go. That's exactly what we're looking for. So, And this is uh, Voter GA, the, the um, voter integrity group out of Georgia. And so custody, ch- this came out today. Custody chain analysis finds 106,000-plus suspect ballots, uselessness of Dropbox videos. Atlanta, uh, January 20th, 2022, Voter Georgia today announced, and this is this is somewhat long. It's, it's only one page, but it's many paragraphs. So, as always, uh, bear with me, and I'll try to get to the meat and potatoes of it as quick as possible. Today announced a new chain of custody study that revealed nearly 107,000 Dropbox ballots in the November 2020 election results of improper chain of custody forms that call into question the authenticity of these ballots. The study resulted from a statewide analysis of ballot transfer forms obtained via open records requests. The findings are preliminary and the number is expected to increase dramatically as more counties acknowledge they cannot produce oaths for the collection team members or admit they have destroyed surveillance videos in spite of federal and state retention laws that require election records to be retained for about two years. And that's one of the things that we're seeing with regularity in every instance of voter fraud. One of the ways they're able to get away with this is the, the people at the lower levers, levels, the foot soldiers, have disposed of so much evidence electronically or otherwise, illegally, and there's been no punishment. And because so many people within the state-level governance were involved, in some, either they were involved or it makes them look bad, they mishandled it and lied, so therefore there, there's a level of complicity that they don't want to blow the whistle because it makes them look bad and it's not going to help their re-election or their appointments. The findings do not include missing forms that have been previously estimated to grow to approximately 355,000. And remember, Joe Biden won by 12,000 in the dead of the night after the burst water main that wasn't X, Y, and Z. Further, Voter Georgia discovered that most counties have no records of how many total ballots were collected from drop boxes, though there is no way to determine how many ballots were collected when several days' worth of forms are missing. Specifically, improper chain of custody issues entails violations of the state election board rules or impossible circumstances in the forms. Examples of violations include chain of custody forms that are unsigned by collection team members. That seems like a no-brainer. Forms with only one person identified on the pickup team. Forms with no name of who received it at the county election center. Forms not received on the same day of pickup. Here is a sample list of impossible circumstances. Forms with the collection times after drop-off times. Recorded pickup times for locations too close together to be accurate. Pickups dated before boxes were installed. Pickups on the day after the election. So, I mean, that's all self-explanatory. And that's one of the things that they re- they do not want you looking at. And do- this level of malfeasance, incompetence. Uh, what do you think if, and I don't know, 
if over the road trucker gets caught fudging their logs, which I know most of that stuff is electronic now, but that's a that's a pretty stiff penalty. It's a serious issue to be defudging logs that's been on the road too long, safety hazard, this, that, and the other. But people like this can just fudge these type of things. The Democrats, like I said before, talk about voter integrity integrity, but this is the type of things that they let pass. Voter Georgia also identified massive problems with Dropbox videos, many of which have been prematurely destroyed by the counties. Those, retain, those retaining their videos wanted as much as $15,000 for the recordings or could not produce them until months after the election was certified. Even if recordings exist, they are inadequate to detect the content of nighttime drop-offs because cameras are positioned behind the box and too far away to identify what was deposited in the box. And it goes on to describe a uh, presentation was made by Voter Georgia Chain of Custody team lead David Hancock. Voter Georgia co-founder Garland Favrito added, quote, our poll watching team recently found that SB202 did not solve the problem. Some poll workers will allow ballot harvesters to drop hundreds of ballots into drop boxes at polling locations. The law and SEB rules must still be changed further and enforced to ensure election integrity. This, So this type of evidence that's leading to new legislation in the state of Georgia, preventative measures to stop this, or why the Democrats are freaking screaming and howling. And some of them, uh, and I want to say Bernie Sanders is one. Uh, There's a few. Well, actually, there's many. You've got Democrats from other states, uh, northeast states. They don't have anywhere remotely close to to what they're saying Georgia needs. These massively extended early vote times, drop box, they don't have any of these things that they're advocating for in Georgia. It's only racist in Georgia, but not their own state. And it's so predictable and it's so worn out. But like I said before, people still fall for this and they still believe that the people that are still able to be indoctrinated by the media Democrat narrative that this has anything to do with race and not cheating because, dude, this this is a swing state at this. Well, in a fair election, I don't think that Georgia is really that big of a swing state. Personally, that's my opinion. But right now, for the, the sake of conversation, we're going to call it a swing state. Why is it that it's only racist. Those provisions are only racist in swing states. It's just, it's just a mystery. Wait a minute. Mystery solved because it's not. It's because you want to cheat, and that's the places you need to cheat, you scumbag rat bastards, and you morons still fall for it. And when I say you morons, I'm talking about the Democrat listeners because I know you're out there. And, yes, I believe you're a moron. But thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. It's almost everybody's favorite time. We got one more thing. And this is kind of what I was talking about before. If you're not an American First candidate, you're Dan Crenshaw, a total dirtbag. And a lot of people don't know how big of a... a I didn't realize that. I read his No, book. a lot of people don't. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that. And again, but, oh, his ability to sell books. Because a lot of the times, like Marjorie Taylor Greene said and we talked about, he can't be present for Democrat appointments when yeah. the success would hinge upon his vote. But he's too busy selling books. And, and Dan Crenshaw, if I'm not mistaken, he is a former Navy SEAL, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Hoo-hoo-ha. Big deal. So, I mean, just saying, dude, like, Dan Crenshaw, like, that might be cool, but you suck as a politician, dude. Like, I hope you were better at that job than this one. Look, sorry, man. Like, you just make a terrible politician. Sue me. Actually makes a a good politician. Yeah, you're right. A a perfect politician. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's true. You're right. 
Rep Dan, this is on Gateway Pundit again. Rep Dan Crenshaw should probably have just stayed home instead of appearing at his latest campaign stop over the weekend, but he didn't. And this is a fundraising event, but he didn't. And so we get to enjoy seeing him tank his political prospects in stunning fashion. Earlier this week, a video of Crenshaw getting heated over young girl's line of questioning during the event went viral. And I don't know if that video is included. Needless to say, it was not a good look for the Texas Rhino. Snapping at a child never is. Someone in the crowd even can be heard calling him a moron among the booze. And so this is, let's, let's watch that one first because it's good because, the, like I said before, like these people that sell themselves, on one hand, he wants to wear his Christianity on his, on his sleeve. I'll just let him do the talking for himself. I don't have to add much to this, dude, other than that Dan Crenshaw is a total fraud. Like, dude, I'm not trying to disparage, obviously, Navy SEALs or, or his service, but you can't parlay said service into, he, he was on a podcast. She's quoting his thing from the podcast here which he referred to uh, archetypes and fictional characters, and he lumped Jesus Christ into the fictional characters. Really? Yeah, check it out. Oh, my god! Just for context, just she's quoting him. And I think if you get it backed up in the sound up, uh, at the very beginning, she says on a podcast you recently said. Crenshaw said, quote, the most important thing here is that we have That's important funny. hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters, too, too. I could name a thousand. Rosa Parks, Ronald Reagan, end quote. I can't wrap my head around this. Zero, I'll help you. Put a period out okay. of the word Jesus and don't question my faith. Wow. You moron. What? What? Yeah, you don't talk, talk to a kid like that. Yeah, boom. Don't question my faith. Oh, okay. You guys can ask questions about all of these things and I will answer them. But don't question my faith. I don't question your faith if this is what you said. That's... I, I, I mean, we can read the quote again. But nowhere in that quote am I saying Jesus is not real. That's a ridiculous statement. Now, pause for a second. He's the son of God. Now, the way he says, of course he's the son of God. Does he, does he sound confident or authentic to you when he just said that? He sounds like every other politician. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sorry. Continue, please. And you, people are always going to question your faith. I mean, that's part of being a Christian. Well, that, but that, that's, not, that's not a defense yeah. of what he said because he doesn't have a defense of what he said. And like you said, again, his behavior is indicative of, or, or not indicative. His his behavior is a stereotypical politician. That's not an appropriate response. That's not a defense of what you said. Like you didn't go even bother trying to break it down. Like you just snapped at this young girl. Like, don't question my faith. You just referred to Jesus Christ as, as fictional like Superman. Then you pandered by talking about Rosa Parks and Ronald Reagan. Uh, but th there's a little a little more to it. I think we've got 27 seconds left. Okay. Of course he's the son of God, and of course he's real. Let's say two different things. You can say that on a podcast, and you can say this here. On the podcast, nobody... That's pretty nice. Um, yeah. But she's pretty bold. And to look at her, man, she looks like she might be about 10, 12, somewhere around yeah. in there. Okay, we're back. We just had a momentary technical difficulty. Discharge. One of one of Rex's five heaters tripped a breaker or something. So he's cold. He's cold-blooded, like a turtle. Cold. Not stone cold, cold like a turtle. And not a ninja turtle, just a regular one. A baby, box turtle, no snapper. <laughs> he gets no snapper. Like a leatherback Turtles. turtle? Yes. That's coming from the guy that showed up in a parka. Like, I, I wore the parka a while, uh, a while back to work. Like, are you cold? Uh, no, I'm wearing a parka. Are you, are you cold? I'm toasty. <laughs> I'm toasty. Mm -mm. So, yeah, that, that was Dan Crenshaw. Getting, There's still some left here. 
Oh, okay, cool. Let's see what it is. I think when the breaker, well, they knocked the internet out. You know what they call the internet outage at Reverso's house? No porn hour. <laughs> it's called going porn free. <laughs> He's got a backup, though. He's got a backup file on his phone, I'm sure, saved. You said moron. What? You said. That's moron. Different things. You can say that. On the podcast, nobody would have understood it that way. I think you're twisting it that way. Which is not very Christian. Which is not very Christian. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, dude. You suck. It's not. And I'm not going to have my faith question. I'm not going to have my faith question. I'm not going to have my faith question. Dude, it, it, the good thing about it is you can see that the people in attendance, nobody bought it. No. Uh, that's not very Christian. Oh, dude. You, you're... I hope they get this guy out of there, man. You suck. That's that's the podcast, I guess. I suppose we could listen to him actually say it. What it yeah, let's see what Well, that's say. kind of... Which, that's a joke anyway. <laughs> that guy's saying that a 10... You know, I know you're a 10-year-old girl, but you kind of twisted and contorted. You know, you, you kind of painted me into a corner. Yeah. So... Well, like, let's check him out e- and either, see. Either you said what she said... Or you've been absolutely owned by a ten-year-old girl. Well, let's find out. Ten-year-old girl owned. No, well, we we got to see. Let's let's yeah. let's let's, t- let's check it out. So that's important. I mean, that's the important thing is here is that we have societal hero archetypes that we look up to. Jesus is a is a hero archetype. Superman is a hero archetype. Real characters too. You know, I put I I, I could we can name a thousand. You know, Rosa Parks. Ronald Reagan, these, all of these people embody certain um, attributes that the American people think this is good. Uh, I don't think she twisted or contorted anything. No, dude. He actually, what he said was put a period behind Jesus, but he didn't. He said Jesus and Superman and then real characters too. Yes. I don't think she twisted, yeah. I, I, she did dude. not contort not one thing you just said. Yeah, he's dirt, dude. This fraud just said he admires and supports Lizard's Jane. <laughs> They'll both lose. So on to the next Dan Crenshaw video. Good God, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's one more. A constituent asked Dan Crenshaw what he has done to help January 6th prisoners being held in jail without due process. He says he can't do anything because he has no power, gets booed, crowds yells, why do we need you? And so I haven't seen this video, but let's check it out. This guy's drowning, dude. He's no good. <laughs> Um, my question is on the January 6th. What have you done to help any of these people that are being held without any due process? There, there is no due process. They're political prisoners. Representative Crenshaw, what have you personally done to help yeah. get them out? Look, I agree with you. You can't, and this is a problem throughout the country, you cannot, you cannot hold somebody without due process and without a, a swift trial. You just can't. Um, they are doing it. And what, what, what power do we have? I wish, I wish I could tell you something, that there's a bill we could pass, that we had the majorities. I wish, I wish there was. Have you, have you done anything to help, is my question. Uh, look, look, like I said, what, 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 like what? You're a congressman that, that represents the state of Texas. Is there anything else you can do? I mean, do we throw our hands up and say, I'm sorry? I mean, if I, if I went and saw them, that would gain a lot of attention for me and do nothing for them. That's the truth. No. That's the truth. I, if, if, you want, if, you want their, if you want a performance, they can give you a performance. Uh, okay. I don't. I, I wish I had the authority to help. I just. We do not. I, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you we have authorities that we don't. If there's nothing you can do, why do we need you? Right. 
Hey, I'm hey. not a dictator, sir. If you want to elect dictators, then you wouldn't live in America. Yeah, and the thing is, the, the reason, in, in my opinion, the reality of why he doesn't want to go there and, and, and get attention drawn to himself is because he doesn't want to draw the ire of the establishment by giving legitimacy to this. He's already aligned himself with the people on the January 6th committee and Liz Cheney. He, think that's, he thinks... And he's he's a disciple of Lindsey Graham. He's going to navigate this in such a way that whatever is going to be the most viable for a long-term political career for him and then possibly wind up in the Senate is what exactly what he's got plans and will absolutely do. So like always with the majority of Republicans and Democrats, establishment Republicans are the absolute worst. And take uh, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren for an example. Like they have these stupid-ass philosophical ideals cool that then that's their voters like it and that's what they try to run with it dude you you speak out of both sides of your mouth obviously we just watched you do it you're just a duplicious two-faced and just like his own voters said what do we need you for and that's what i said last week before these even emerged you've been in governance not very long he's he's new i think this is his second term if i'm not mistaken why do we need you get before this dude's roots get any deeper get this guy out of here now before he becomes the next lindsey graham type get him out of here texas is better than dan crenshaw dan crenshaw you're, you're I, dude this is enough evidence you got to go dude and so when it comes re-election time, he'll give the lip service to the, and that's what he's trying to do right now, and he's failing at it. You want to secure your re-election, and you're going to navigate this in the most milk toast, easiest path, least resistance you can find to walk the fence and keep the establishment's money to push you. Make no mistake, when he's talking about electing dictators and it's like that, he's making a lot of these veiled pot shots at Donald Trump. He's, he doesn't like Donald Trump, and he's not an America First candidate. An America First candidate would never talk like that. And like we keep saying, and... And I'm sorry, like, to, and be, it's only because, and there's a picture over there, it's only because Marjorie Taylor Greene has become the gold standard. Like, that's why she's talked about so much on here, because she's new. And eventually she may fall to this, to, and I don't think so, but it's extremely possible that she could fall victim to the same thing that Dan Crenshaw has. Like, I don't know that Dan Crenshaw necessarily went in the, there with that intention, but it didn't take long for him to turn into what he is now. And his voters obviously find him contemptible. So, and, and I definitely do. I think he sucks. I think you're awful, dude. And like I said before, all, and it's the same with John McCain, all credit to your military service, special operations or not. Like, the, I think that there's a fixation on special operations because it's fascinating that these, but you're a human being. Like, you put your pants on the same as everybody else, dude. Like, wow, you, you've done some cool high-speed, low-drag stuff. Man, that's, that's cool. Like, it's impressive. But you're not also, you don't live that life now. You live this life of an elected representative. Your past service doesn't give you wide open ability to just shit on everybody. Just like you can't say one thing on a podcast and then change it when it's convenient in front of your voters to win re-election. Likewise, you can't keep selling these campaign promises and getting re-elected when you never do them. Just like this guy saying, dude, like, why do we need you? Yeah, it don't make you right all the time, and it right. don't make everybody you, like you all the time. Yeah, you, you, Navy SEALs and political... Your political career don't always align and don't make everybody well, like you all they, the time. No, yeah. because they're two completely separate things. Exactly. And and, and I think... That, everybody don't have to like you just because you're a Navy SEAL. And, and don't... Dude, think about this, man. Like, think about it. How much of a stretch is it to think that some of these guys like him are handpicked because of people, especially in Texas, they're, they're being enamored with special operations military... 
somebody like Lindsey Graham handpicking him and getting the establishment Republican Party, the GOP behind him, funding him and pushing him because they know they can compromise him and they know people will fall for it. Dude, again, all credit to that, but it's irrelevant in relation to your ability to serve now. Yeah, because, because it's you, like you can like him and appreciate him for the service and the sacrifice he's made for his country, but that doesn't mean you have to like him and agree with his political beliefs. But, but not only that, though, I, I would go further, and in, in, in my opinion, at a certain point, when, when, you, when you're starting to be the level of corrupt that he's becoming, I would wager and submit that, you start to cancel out the positive you did yes. by being an absolute shitbag. Yes. It's not okay. Like, it's just not. Yeah. And the same with John McCain. Like, all, all credit due to you for your military service. But, dude, when you, when you did what you did, which I spoke about last week or, or referenced last week, when he did what he did to the to the POW's families, and then he continued to vote the way he did, dude, you, 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 cert, you, you X'd out all that in my world. I got a terrible, terrible opinion of you. And I've got a terrible opinion of Dan Crenshaw, man. Like, Yeah, and then you're still going to have a lot of people – just the general American public that are just going to still see him as a Navy SEAL and think, oh, no, he can do no wrong because he yes. was a Navy SEAL, I, I no agree. matter what he does or how he votes yeah. or what he says or anything. Yeah. I, and I, I know a lot of people that don't think that way. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. Which is completely screwed up. What do you think? No, I agree. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't know that I could say it any better than what you already said it, but yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of people that are going to look at his military service and, and look past all of the garbage stuff that he did or all of the things that he overlooked. But yeah, it's, it's, you're not obligated because of his military service to keep voting for the guy. You don't have to, you can still have your, your loyalty to uh, Americans and, and veterans and America in general without casting a vote for somebody that doesn't represent American ideals anymore. Sure, in, in the will of cons his constituents. And, dude, because he was in special operations, does that circumvent the, all the other freaking millions of Texas veterans that also serve who he's not following the will of that voted for him? So, I mean, you can look at it from that aspect, too. Like, how is it crapping on your veteran constituents? It's, it's not. It's, it's awful. You're doing an awful thing. You're being terrible, dude, and you need to go. And it's not a thing that needs to be rectified. The only way to rectify it is to kick him out. Like, dude, you had your shot. Bye. Have a nice life. Dude. I mean, that's and that's how the system is designed to work. Yeah. They need to get him out of there despite what the GOP wants to do. Get Which him out. that looked like the same town hall. Yes, it did. That the, yeah. that the it, little yeah. girl, I'm sure that it was. Yeah, I, I think he got owned pretty hard. Yeah, at least twice that we know yeah. of in the same day. <laughs> and so yeah. what he'll do is, is try to regroup and restructure, and they'll they'll do a focus group, and and they'll try to find a way to, like I said, find the path of least resistance and do whatever they can to placate everybody. And he'll get some hardcore coaching. That's yeah. exactly what they'll do. Yeah. And if somebody if somebody was smart, they would take those clips right there. Because I don't know when he's up for election. He's House of Representatives, so he'll, it's, he's, yeah, he's it's coming, coming up, up yeah. right now. So that's why he's doing this. Yeah. So I, yeah, if somebody was smart, they would compile these these films right here, uh, along with his voting record. Um, that that was the main gripe of Marjorie Taylor Greene, I believe, yeah. re refusing to show up. Yes. So <laughs> compile those, and I mean, you should be able to destroy that guy pretty quick. Which I mean, granted, he's an incumbent, and mm -hmm. He's gonna have the he's he's gonna be backed by the Republican oh, Party. There, yeah, the, I, you're not gonna primary the but, dude. The best they can do is is beat him with a Democrat. Like, sorry, man, and and I, man, I know that a lot of people are gonna. What difference is there between him and a Democrat at this point? 
the letter behind the name. That's, that's it, man. Like, dude, I, and I pff, say what you want, dude. As, especially as we, if as long as we held the majority, and it's not going to happen until he's dead. I would love to see a Democrat at this point beat Mitch McConnell, bro. You got to go, dude. Like, the, you want to talk about the crustiest of the most crusty? <laughs> it's Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham. These are terrible people that nobody should ever be have that much power for that long. They should ne- should have never been a career. These people leave office as multimillionaires on their sal on a, on a what, a salary triple what me and you make, quadruple what me and you make already. Yeah, but they're but still not enough. You know, you're talking what two hundred thousand a year, two hundred fifty thousand a year, whatever it may be, and they they vary. But you you leave. A millionaire. Look at Anthony Fauci. And he, his financials. You almost sounded like him there with that little, <laughs> yeah, that little raspiness going on. Well, his financials were released, and because you didn't wear a mask. Yeah, we should have obeyed Lord Fauci. No, he ripped that, uh, the, that newer. That I want to say he's a freshman congressman that was questioning him. He's a senator and saying that he couldn't find his financials. And so what Anthony Fauci was, you know, on hot mic, uh, taking the Lord's name in vain and trying to be cute. It wasn't accurate, but they did get his financials and they did release them. So this guy's worth over 10 million. It shows uh, Epic Times did a nice breakdown of how he profited during the pandemic. And uh, which I mean, huge shocker to nobody. Huge dirt bag. But anyways, that was uh, that was our coverage of Dan Crenshaw. And now hope that everybody's ready, and I regret to let you know that this one might not be quite as signing as last week, but we'll do our best because it is time for This Week in Idiot, Cross-Dressing, Confused, Moron, Democrat, Nut Job, Wackos, and the acronym for that is not LGBTQ, it is I-C-D-C-M-D-N-W, Boom Roasted. <laughs> That's it, dude. I said I-C-D-C-M-D-N-W. Woo! The executive producer really, really gets into it. He's working the soundboard like the people when you're watching them make a music video and they're putting all the switches here and there. He loves it. Everybody loves yeah, he's it. He's like a DJ in a club. He's it, spinning records. It is, dude. And so we had a humongous positive response to this new segment. I did see some perverts this week, and none of them really struck my fancy as far as one. Like, dude, you really need to be a special kind of weirdo to make it into this week in idiot. I have to read it off our board, and, and it's going to grow. The so, idiot cross dressing, confused moron, Democrat, nut job wackos list. Yeah, you got to be. Look, dude, this is premier stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we're at the forefront of the cutting edge, and you everybody knows at this point we're beating so much of the mainstream media to the punch on so many stories, and this is also one of them, dude. And so you'll, you'll see more and more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to leave you full of crap for so long. So you're going to see more of the mainstream media patterning themselves after this particular segment. So remember, we were the original in this segment. So, uh, And I think that our executive producer, Buford, has something he wants to share. So well, he, he's going to enamor you with his radio voice. All right. Right now, we're talking about Hillary Clinton Indep- from the Independent Journal Review. Okay. Hillary Clinton will hate what was found on the walls of Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. What do you think was found on the walls of Jeffrey Epstein's I, mansion? I, if it's what I think it is, it's old news. Is it the picture of Bill in the dress smoking the... the in the blue dress smoking the cigarette? Yeah, it could be old news, you know, because I'm not up on the news like you guys. What, what's the, what? But let's see here. It says, yeah. I mean, it has the numbers here. It says, 
according to the records, and you can tell me if it's old news. Yeah. If it is, we can dig a little deeper. Maybe we can find something else. I got some Prince Andrew stuff, too. All right. According uh, to okay. records. I'm obtained, not sure he's a prince anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, the not Prince Andrew. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. According to the records obtained by the Daily Mail, between 1993 and 1995, Jeffrey Epstein visited Bill Clinton's White House 17 times, bringing with him a total of eight women. Now, that's new. I did not know that. Okay. See? Why would I bring old news to the table? Look, man, don't be defensive. You're okay. acting like Reverso. Okay. The rest of this stuff probably is old news. But, I mean, that that right there was with the numbers. I mean, that was 17, 17, 17 times, times bringing a total of eight women. Eight women. I mean, we're talking specifics here. Yeah. Yeah, look, and it has pictures on the walls. Those are new. Yeah, look at there. The second picture was in a brief room of the show. I think it was a different woman. This blonde. Yeah, so see? And see, this is the thing about Epstein. I, I, I wonder if, if Bill was ever like, you know, Jeffrey, I was... I just really need you to know how disgusting Hillary is. I hate her guts. <laughs> like, But it's political. But see, that's the thing about Epstein. From the things I've read about him and watched about him, which is not a, a tremendous amount, the Lolita Express was all rigged up with cameras and microphones and yep. all this kind of stuff, too. So, I mean, you can see he had video evidence and, and camera. Well, that was the, that's the, the claimed gist of it all is that he did this for blackmail. Yeah, that's where his money come from. So coincidentally, Kamala Harris likes black males too, namely Willie Brown. Boom roasted. Downtown Willie Brown. So that's the numbers on that. Now let's see what we have. Yeah. Let me just read. I, I'll read the, the title because there's something weird going on here. As nefarious Epstein, Clinton connections surface, Prince Andrew disappears from social media. Can you scroll up for just a minute? <laughs> like we're talking about. Prince Andrew, and, and I'm sorry for anybody, because we do have uh, European listeners. The ad is how to remove dental tartar, and it's a pretty disturbing picture. <laughs> and I, you look, dude, uh, not Prince Andrew's teeth. I'm pretty sure look yeah. like the stereotypical uh, British teeth. I'm sorry. Yeah, but the only thing that would be any more in line with what we're talking about right here with Prince Andrew, it would be like an advertisement for hot tea. And, <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, the and algorithm's biscuits. all get, I, It's all messed up. I think that the algorithm thinks that we are not Prince Andrew. Because <laughs> our teeth are good. Yeah. Everybody's teeth here are good. Yeah. So, yeah. The pedophile formerly known as Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice. Oh, wait. Well, I got somebody that we that, that did earn a spot here that's a pervert weirdo, and that was Howard Stern because I just did, oh, that's nice. That's my Howard Stern impression. And he said that uh, people that are unvaccinated should go to hell and die, and they should be refused hospital treatment in his America. And in my America, he can kiss my ass. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> Continuing. Short story. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, kiss my ass. My America, punk. Mm. Dip. Yeah. Dip. Beep. Yeah. You can take the pubes on your head and you can suck these balls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. Britain's not Prince Andrew's social media accounts are disappearing as he continues to find himself immersed in the Jeffrey Epstein scandal. Epstein, a former friend of Andrew's, was awaiting trial for allegedly trafficking and sexually abusing girls at the time of his death in prison. Excuse me, at the time of his murder in prison in August 2019. In December, the wealthy financier's closet confidant, Ghislaine Maxwell, was convicted on various sex trafficking charges and will soon be let free. Yeah, she'll soon be suicided. Yeah. Andrew is facing a civil lawsuit over allegations that he sexually assaulted one of Epstein's trafficking victims, Virginia Guffrey. 
when she was 17 years old. He's denied these allegations, of course. Former President Bill Clinton also has been linked to Epstein. He flew on the convicted sex offender's plane, the Lolita Express, on numerous occasions, and Epstein reportedly made 17 visits to the Clinton White House. This is what I was looking at. Yeah. In an interview published Tuesday, Andrew's ex-girlfriend, Lady Victoria Hervey, is that how you would say that? Yes. Hervey said that Clinton and Epstein were like brothers. Hey, like, you can a- also ask Monica Lewinsky, she said. On January 3rd, a 2000, I just added that, <laughs> by the way. On January 3rd, a, 2000, a 2009 settlement between Epstein and Guffrey was unsealed in advance of a hearing on her lawsuit against <laughs> Andrew. Hey, well, we'll go back up because that's a clickable link where it says they were like brothers. Maybe there's some photos. Maybe there's a video. Prince Andrew's ex directly ties Clinton to Epstein with stunning claim they were like brothers. It appears Ooh, that Bill Clinton's yeah. ties to Jeffrey Epstein and much more were much deeper in a lot of things than anyone had previously realized. A report from the Daily Mail on Thursday indicated that Epstein had visited the Clinton White House over a dozen times, bringing with him a half a dozen women as well. Another early report found that according to Epstein's flight logs, Clinton had flown on Epstein's jet, the Lolita Express, at least 26 times over a two-year period. And again, Rush Limbaugh was talking about this stuff almost two decades ago. It was crazy to me to see this in the news cycle, like all these people that were so young, like, oh, you know, Epstein didn't kill himself. Like, dude, Rush Limbaugh was talking about this before you were freaking even born dude because there was reports there's the picture i referenced of clinton in the in monica Lewinsky's dress that is so weird and that he had that in his house so these are some weird people and he was like dude no matter what like when you think oh yeah man that didn't happen no they were involved in some very very disgusting odd weird things and if they weren't they would not be in this segment they've earned that and in fact they're at the upper echelons of being able to earn a spot in this segment this is a prestigious segment and not just anybody gets to i mean am i right Oh, oh, that's yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. Not, not just anybody gets into this segment. Yeah. This is exclusive. It is, dude. And you should be thankful. With the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military and royal pictures have been returned to the Queen. The Duke of York will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending the case as a private citizen, Buckingham Palace said in a statement on January 13th. The palace also announced the prince would be defending his case as a private citizen. The Guardian reported Wednesday that Andrew's social media accounts were being deleted amid the controversy. So how, how much of that is, is realistically, dude, think about it. If they're doing that, because that's a big deal over there to these people, the way, like, the the historical context of the royal family and all those things, like, obviously, a lot of the people that, or anybody will be listening to this, us included, is kind of disconnected from that entire mentality. But, like, they're, they're a representative of the culture there. And for them to, to ostracize that guy at this point and he's deleting social media accounts, what does that tell you right off the bat? An objective person, what conclusion do you draw from that? He's guilty. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> we don't know, but we need that you're guilty. You put your penis in that girl and probably a lot more. Uh, dude, what would be awesome is when the pictures of him and Clinton, <laughs> Bill, oh, not Hillary. Yeah. I, dude, I would, like, I'm sorry. I'd be more disturbed if it was Hillary. You know what I mean? Because you would see, like, the metal things that fall out of her pants with regularity and make the ka-ching noise. And oh. the place where a vagina is supposed to be. but Her spring-loaded legs. Yeah, like Whatever that thing was, it was like the Forrest Gump legs. There's no way Hillary fell out Clinton... from under her pantsuit. There's no way she has a vagina, right? I mean, I can you imagine it? I can't. Therefore, it does oh. not exist. Dude, you can't cut that out because it's true, and our listeners think it, too. If you can... 
it doesn't exist. Well, I mean, this is why. This is why. If you're waiting on me to argue with you, you're going to be waiting. I was staring at Rex, and we had a moment. So yeah. Well, if you wonder why not so Prince Andrew is so stressed out, it's because he's been so busy freeing up his assets, including wow. selling his twenty-three point seven million dollar Swiss chalet. Dude, as, what a beautiful building! Is one of his insiders told the post, you know, because he's he's saying it is the least worst option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's the, the, the least worst option was notice, pay attention. No. The least worst option was not, not having sex with underage people. <laughs> yeah. Darn. Yeah. It says, but it, he won't lose his UK home in 2003. Yeah. Andrew signed a 75 year lease on his manor, the Royal lodge for a one-off fee of 1.4 million and yeah, the crown estate. I'll tell you what, if he goes popping them gums too much, running off at the mouth, he may not live to see that 75 years. Uh, oh, but it says that's the equivalent of around 339. If he pops off his mouth too much, his rotten-ass teeth are going to fall out. Dude. Yeah. Like, don't put a lot of pressure on them things, dude. They're, they're hanging on by a thread of gum. Oh. They're, all, they're, all, they're all rotten, dude. I mean, look, far be removed from me. Is it? Is it? unbecoming of me to talk about this guy's horrific you're a royal family what the happened to your personal hygiene dude get a friggin' toothbrush yeah i mean if, if that you're would quote, be unquote, european if you smell like you're, you know, if your bo is on par with the way your teeth look prince andrew smells like yeah he smells like crap you look like you smell like pee <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> if anybody can make an argument at the contrary and all right that's enough about freaking rotten tooth weirdo <laughs> It's funny because, like, we have Bluetooth in America. The royal family has yellow tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Boom roasted. So, uh, anyway, this is everybody's favorite homosexual anchor from the most not trusted news and crappy network, Don, Don Lemon. And uh, this is his take on, on what we got to do here. So, let's listen to this dipstick. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for fake. idiots who think that they can do their own research or that they are above the law and they can break the rules. Australia. Novak Djokovic. Australia said, no, 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 no. We're going to look at the greater good of everyone in our society and you're not part of that. We have to start we're doing not, things for the greater of good of society. If for anybody for that doesn't like anything that they think they may have heard, you can blame that on James Gandolfini. It has nothing to do with us. Uh, He's he a fag. James Gandolfini does what James Gandolfini wants. We cannot be held responsible. I don't even know how that got put into our podcast. Did you? I think we've been hacked. Yeah. Our Twitter account got hacked. Is the, yeah. It was not so Prince Andrew. He it probably was. John Lamone speaks for himself. Uh, we're, we're not part of his society. It's, you see a familiar theme? Howard Stern, him with the separation, yeah. the division. Look, dude. And the we got to do stuff for the greater good. Like, that's what he claims. That's what, play that first, I don't know, 10 seconds or so again. Without the sound clip. I mean, James Gandolfini is what he wants. It's up to him. I don't know. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research or that they are above the law, and they can break the rules. He's a fag. What law was broken? Number one. Number two. Play it again from the beginning. Oh, idiots, have that, to idiots that think they can do their own research. Why does that make me an idiot? Yeah, and how am I not doing my own research? So I have to depend on what you tell me. You're obviously compromised mentally. You're a freaking complete nut box. Like, yeah. And literally and figuratively speaking, that just happened yeah, that way. So if we, yeah. Why, so, why would anybody give a shit what you say, dude? So, hey, you can't do your own research. you got to trust me. 
Okay, buddy. And the thing is, though, the beautiful part about it is CNN's tanking hard, and, and yeah. they're, they're fading into irrelevancy. That people know what they are, and I think even a lot of the hardcore freaking Democrats, like like what we talked about earlier, even realize that this is a complete freaking pile of horse manure, and that they're yeah. You were the guys, you were one of the guys that was flacking for Joe Biden. Yeah. Like, there was literally a video on election night of you gushing yeah. because Joe Biden got elected. Yeah, the kid from and, Scranton. And that, you know, oh, I don't care if people see me as biased. I don't, you know, this is just. Of course you don't. We've, we've known that. Those were his words, not mine. Right, I know. Like, so I'm saying, like, oh, yeah, big shocker, buddy. Like, did you, and like, he's so stupid. He thought that he was fooling people. Like, oh, yeah, I got to tell you that I got to say this disclaimer because I was fooling everybody and, and now I'm out in the open. Yeah. Dude, you fooled nobody. You flacked for a guy that's got cognitive, cognitive decline for a solid year. And so you want us all to have this cumulative thought like this. You you can't have any kind of unique idea that that is your own. If you don't think like the state run media thinks, we don't need you. Yeah. You don't need to be thinking for yourself. You need to take us at our word. Don't do your own research. We've, we've got it covered. Believe Sp- us. Spoken like a true communist, dude. Yeah. And you, with the lifestyle that you live, need to freaking pay good close attention to what happens in communist countries, dude. Because once they're done with their useful idiot ass and they're almost there, you'll be one of the first ones gone, buddy. Like, if you if it was self to fruition and they got what they wanted, pfft, you'd be out, kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be puffing Peter no more, I'll tell you that. So that's that. That's Don Lamone, and that's what he thinks about your freaking uh, extracurricular research. You can't do it, dude. You're, you're He's stupid. a fag. James, dude, chill with that. Rex done messed up by showing you that. Who? What? When? So anyways, uh, we're going to close this out, and I just wanted to say, if anybody's seen this Buddy Brown guy on YouTube, the guy does, like, the uh, country songs, like the political country songs from his tailgate, and they're all, like, super clever. And He's got a ton of songs on there, and I don't think that I've heard a bad one yet. And uh, kind of like the uh, Five Times August guy, I sent him a message, and... um asked if we could use one of his songs for our new outro and uh, he said that we could and I was just thinking to myself that's one of the the funny things about conservative oriented people both conservative musicians that I've asked were more than happy knowing we're a conservative political podcast to let us use their music for free and spread it around so that more people would hear it and that's not something you like you hear leftists champion the idea of socialism and free this and free that, but they reasonably want to get paid for their art or whatever, but they're, they're not the same. Like they're not going to probably even respond to you much less. Even if you are a leftist podcast, I just don't see socialist slash communist oriented, like these, especially the younger people operating on that wavelength of generosity like that. It's just not part of their nature. And with conservative people, it is. And so thank you uh, to Buddy Brown for allowing us to do that and check out his YouTube. And I picked this one and, and we may switch stuff up uh, at certain points in time because I'm really partial to the old common man, common sense outro, but that's just me. And my opinion doesn't mean everything on the show. Obviously I get crapped on constantly, but, uh, and, and the, the, the song is, uh, uh, some some of the the older we have a ton of older listeners and like they were oh you should replace such and such on on talk radio we would never make it on talk radio granted he's talking about music too true for radio and I think that it was kind of apropos for blue collar blacklisted so check it out and uh, look at the rest of his stuff he's got a ton of great music and like I said earlier our next show 
is January 28th, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, 6 to 9 Central, 561-363-6060. Please give us a call and help us celebrate one year. And thank you so much for everybody that listens. Like I said before, if you guys weren't listening, we would not be doing this. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And like I've said so many times, the best thing you could do for us and the thing we'd appreciate the most if you could just share our podcast. And for your own convenience, please subscribe and like our podcast. Have a nice evening and we'll see everybody next week. That's too true for radio. No, you can't sing about it. They'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true 